in the hobby. It's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking that we could pull, I don't know, Hall of Famer. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com. The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. There is nothing more fun than opening an Arena Club slab pack. I mean, it is so much better than any mystery pack that I've ever purchased because there is a focus on transparency. There is a display of available cards. There are hit rates you can get. When you're graded, you're given a rationale. It is the marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, and displaying. Arena Club Slab Packs are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. Whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash badmoney. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack, that's $40 right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash badmoney for 10% off your first purchase. I love to track progress. As you guys know from listening to this show, I'm constantly tracking my progress. What have we done so far in 2024? And spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans like for a car or a home. You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. That's right, you can build your credit using your own money. Get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. With a qualifying direct deposit, you can get access to your money sooner. Fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. Overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualified direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. Access 60,000 plus fee-free ATMs. That's more than the top three national banks combined. Easily find one near you with the Chime app. Send and receive money. Use Chime to pay anyone, Chime members or not, and cash out your money fee-free. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started at Chime.com slash bad money. That's Chime.com slash bad money. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You got problems that you ought to be concerned with. Hoo-ah! You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Now your healing has begun. It's bad with money with Gabby Dunn. Hello and welcome to this week's Bad With Money Mailbag episode. I'm Gabby Dunn. This week I am joined by my co-host and fiance Mal Blum to react and respond to your messages and emails. Let's get into it. Hello, Mal. Hello, hello. Maracas? No, it's just a shaker. Oh. You can see me. Maracas! You can see me. Is it a rain stick? No, you can see that it's just a shaker. I don't know what that's called. You're looking at me. You can see, okay, but you you can see that it's not a maraca, right? But technically, how does what is what makes it a maraca versus not a maraca? The little ball at the end. I don't know. I don't know. Maraca. (laughs) This is like last week when I kept saying horticulture. Okay. Yes, last Um, week. Last week it was five minutes ago. Okay, listen. (laughs) Mal, you just got a medical bill for $200 from two years ago. I did. And I, I'm very frustrated because I've been also, I've been trying to change. It's no secret. Okay. Everybody's talking about it. Um, no, I, I've been trying to change my like psychiatric medication uh, for the past month and a half. I started seeing a new psychiatrist and everything and um, he's out of network. So my insurance doesn't want to pay for him. Mm -hmm. Um, and which I, I made the decision to just be like, okay, whatever. I need someone who's like a specialist in this thing. And, um, but then like the meds he wanted to put me on insurance has been like fighting me about it. And it's been this whole thing and, uh, whatever. So basically I've just been like paying out of pocket, um, exorbitant sums of money for my, for my brain meds, uh, in the hopes that I'll figure them out and then and then deal with the rest later and then um and then i just got a bill from two years ago from city md and they're like we're sending this to collections it's for like 200 dollars." i'm like i don't even remember this doctor's appointment like what What's is this what what and and there was no warning like hey we're gonna send this to collections oh i'm sure there was i mean I, <laughs> i'm very as you know i'm very difficult to get a hold of <laughs> I people yeah. know this, I think, but people text me to get a hold of Mal. Yes, and and listen, I'm on it. Like, I definitely need a manager. I, yeah. I talked. I talked to one this morning, but you know, I'm 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 open. I'm I'm looking for a manager. Putting the feelers out there. Um, I'm horrible at written communication. <laughs> I mean, which is ironic, I, I guess, because I'm a writer. But like, you know, what? One time. Remember what? when we watching Downton Abbey and they were saying goodbye to each other and they were like maybe we'll meet again but maybe we won't and Matt yes. was like I mi- I wish I lived in a time where people just were like there's no pressure to talk to, to like communicate all the time like you'd meet someone and then you'd be like well this was lovely maybe I'll talk to you again but maybe I won't and yes. you were like I wish that that's how it was it's not that I wish that like I am so glad to be able to like you know for example like FaceTime my niece like that's yeah. so beautiful yeah um I just think that I was built for a time 
that it's like, I've, I've so enjoyed our time together, Mary. I hope that we shall meet again before too long. And then she's like, have, you know, good luck in the war. I hope our paths cross again. And you're like, I, I shall hope that they do. But like, there's no, nothing in between really. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh my God. Okay. My brain was just built for that. Like my I brain's understand. not built to be available all the time, I think. I understand. But, I'm trying. And and it's been helpful. Sometimes uh, people will put us on group chats to get a hold of me. Yeah. So th- thank you for that. Well, on today's show, I'm going to read a lovely email about plasma from Alex, one from Emma about pet insurance, and one from Jen about kinksters, swingers, and polyamory and money. In the second half of the show, I'm going to read an email about student loans, an Apple review, I think a couple Apple reviews, and a message for Mal from Monty. No. Some thoughts on how much Mal hates tech jobs. I don't hate tech jobs. Okay. I never said that. Oh, no. My first person who's mad at me. I don't know if I'm built for this. (laughs) Okay. You're you're a very sensitive person who's not built for returning emails or text messages or receiving criticism in any way. Yeah. What am I built for? Um, Cuddles. (laughs) Okay, so this is an email from Alex. Hello again, Gabby and maybe Mal. It is I, author of the original Sad Plasma TM email. (laughs) (laughs) You started this whole thing. They wrote Sad Plasma in all in in S and P um, capitalized and and trademarked. That's right. Wow. Okay. It's really cool that you trademarked that. Sad Plasma, my new band. No, I can't. They trademarked it. Okay. (laughs) Stoked to finally hear your selling your body to science episode. I was waiting eagerly and it did not disappoint. I had thoughts. In the listening weeks since my email, I was starting to question myself. Was I really the only person who had such a negative plasma experience? All of the callers and writers for the mailbag episodes seemed pretty good about their own plasma sales. It was strangely comforting to finally hear some other people had qualms, though I of course wish they hadn't gone through the things they did. I'm still somewhat perplexed though. The negative plasma experiences from this episode all seem to focus on unfortunate medical mishaps, and I'm kind of the only person who's questioned the underlying business practices and exploitative economic relationship. I'm wondering if the deciding factor is that I was selling plasma in a predominantly poor and POC area while others mentioned college campuses, etc. It also struck me, and I'm glad someone else noticed, that people kept referring to this economic transaction as donating. People who acknowledged they were only doing this for the money, even the person who rearranged their entire life and altered their diet to do this, all Mm -hmm. said they were donating plasma, in quotes. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the people participating in medical studies seem to universally understand this as selling. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious about this discrepancy. Regarding the Discord comment about gift cards, taxes, donations, etc., I can't speak for the laws wherever that person may be, but I know that in the USA, selling plasma is federally understood to be income, regardless of the form the payment takes. You got to pay taxes on your blood? You got to pay taxes on your blood. This is America, bitch. But they give it to you on a little card. How are they going to know? They're going to know. They don't give you money, though. They give you a little gift card. They give you like an American Express gift card. (laughs) It's just a Barnes and Noble's gift card. You donate plasma and they give you a Chipotle gift card. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway. CSL Plasma even sent me a 1099 during tax season and made sure to note that they reported my payments to the IRS on their end, and I damn well better claim it on my taxes. Oh my God. What the? Fuck you guys. Absolutely fuck off. Okay. I'm sorry if my voice sounds weird, everyone. I'm um, going through second puberty. Okay. Things not related to this episode. Theme song absolutely slaps. I never skip it. Two, 
Thanks to Mal for suggesting Laura Stevenson's A Shine to It. That song yep. floored me. Yep. Especially if you've ever donated plasma. It's a metaphor, I, I believe, in the song, but it is very beautiful and sad. Three. I would love to hear an episode about unionization. We did one with Haley Melodic. Check it out. Haley, and then her last name is M-T-O-L-E-K. It's wild your ability to like recall things. Thank you. I'm a steel trap. I'm a robot. You recall every episode. Like someone will like mention something that happened seven years ago on this podcast. And you're like, actually, he was a guest in the blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's amazing. I literally, if you asked me um, what I did last weekend, like I would struggle to tell you. First of all, I care about this show a lot. I care about my weekends. This is my this is my life. This show has like I don't know if people who listen to it understand how much I love and care about this show. This is my baby. I mean, well, what about Beans? Well, Beans is also a baby. I'm allowed to have two babies. Mm. <laughs> Beans is an old man baby. Okay. <laughs> One time? What? One time I was at um uh like a polyamory panel and um one of my friends was like, you know, the thing about like having multiple partners and like loving them less doesn't make sense to me because nobody's like, you know, I had another kid, so I loved my first kid less. And it, and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that happens. <laughs> I can't speak to it, but yeah. I feel like that happens. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Well, anyway, write in if that happened to you. Don't. Okay. Although no. there was this article. Oh, my God. There was this article a long time ago by Ayala Waldman that was about how she was married and then she had kids and then she was like, no, I like my husband better. It's an she incredible article. You go read article? it. It's Yeah, it's an article. She was like, basically, like, people were mad about it. I don't really have an opinion, but she was like, basically like, yeah, people say that like after you have kids, you don't really care about your spouse, spouse as much because you're so focused on the kids. And she was like, I like my husband better than my kids. <laughs> I probably wouldn't publish that because, you know, eventually assuming your kids learn to read, like that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, I mean, I don't know. It created a lot of discourse. Anyway, okay. Back to unionization. It's an inherently economic topic, but it's basically never talked about by economic advice types. Hmm, it's almost like these people actually just make their fortunes by reinforcing the existing economic hierarchy and individualizing what are clearly systemic problems in ways that leave desperate people treading water and unable to affect real change. Someone should maybe look into that. Yeah, fucking me. But for real, the vast majority of economic advice really does boil down to just have more money, you dummy. I can't be smarter with money I don't have. When you're using all your money on subsistence, you can't hack your way into prosperity. But unionization, on the other hand, that can actually get you more money and improve your life in general. Safe conditions, time off, benefits, a feeling of control over your own self, the whole deal. At my work, we recently just experienced an unfortunate sputtering out of an attempted unionization, but even just the active threat led to concrete improvements in pay and benefits. Do you work at Starbucks? Anyway, okay. Still love the show and also thanks for creating an environment where the audience feels comfortable chiming in multiple times on a variety of subjects. Best wishes from a fan, a promoter of unions, purveyor of fine bodily fluids, distruster of crypto, recommender of Dan Olson, and hater of landlords and condo developers, Alex. Are you who recommended Dan Olson? That's one of my favorite interviews. Who's that? The crypto guy. Anti-crypto. Oh, you know I turned down an NFT thing the other day. Good. What was it? What did they want to NFTize? It was like a brand deal for something. But they try to couch it in this like, we're creatives and like artists, like blah, blah, blah. And then like you've, you like well, read and you're, you have to figure out like, oh, oh, it's NFTs. I think it was through the modeling agency. I, I can't quite remember. I don't know if you guys know, but Mal's a model. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Write in if you've been to a Hollister lately, because Mal's on the walls at Hollister, baby. 
It's not okay. I just want people to know it's not the main thing that I do. Okay. Yeah, but I'm Mal's like, a Hollister model. Jesus Christmas. Look, go to Hollister.com. You will see Mal. I'm a songwriter. And, and a hottie like, boobalotti. Oh, <laughs> I'm just trying to make money to pay for my psychiatric medication. Okay. <laughs> I assume that's why all models are modeling. <laughs> Okay, here is an email from Emma. More pet insurance thoughts from an industry insider. Hi, Gabby and Mal. I wanted to add my two cents to the topic that won't die, pet insurance. You know what? Pet insurance and ethical landlords, baby. The topic that won't die, but your pets will. And that's why they pay you the big bucks. Okay, full disclosure, I work for a pet insurance company called Trupanion. Please feel free to leave out the name of the company if you prefer, but I think it's relevant that Trupanion was recently picked by vets as the best pet insurance company in the U.S. Okay, I don't mind saying company names on this show. Maybe I should, but whatever. Okay, a lot of people really dislike pet insurance and choose to self-insure, which actually makes sense if you are wealthy enough since insurance companies are for-profit entities. The problem is a lot of people don't actually realize just how much money you need to successfully self-insure. For example, a friend of mine's dog became suddenly ill with an autoimmune issue a couple years ago that was super complex to treat. The vast majority of pet owners simply do not have the resources to cover bills of this magnitude. And this is where insurance can literally be a lifesaver and why I work for the company I do. Knowing you have good insurance that will cover the bulk of a cost like this can mean you never have to make the decision to euthanize a pet solely due to money issues, which is so tragic but happens all the time. While I dislike the insurance industry as a whole, as I find it predatory, not all insurers are created equally. There really is a huge disparity in the quality of insurance products available. It's so important to do your research on what is covered and not covered before you buy. Don't just buy the cheapest policy as this is a false economy, especially for something as important as your pet's well-being. Vet bills are expensive. In the area I live in, it's rare for even a simple vet visit to cost less than around $300. And I've had visits that would cost me thousands without insurance. This means that insurance is also expensive as insurance companies have to recoup their costs. So you should be very wary of anyone saying they'll insure your pet for like $10 or $20 a month. You are likely to get very poor coverage. The other important thing is to insure your pet as early in their life as possible. Insurance premiums are usually cheaper if you start when they are puppies and kittens. Additionally, the longer you wait to insure, the more likely your pet is to develop health problems, which would then be considered pre-existing, and no pet insurer will cover pre-existing conditions. Here's the thing, though. Some of us adopt older dogs. So that sucks. Would that work, though, if you adopt a dog and you take him to the vet and they were like, he's got a clean bill of health, would they insure you? Maybe, but also, like, if you adopt a dog that's, like, no, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I don't know. Yeah, be- beans would not be insurable. No! Beans can, be- beans, like, could could start breathing regularly, like, two years ago. Um. Anyway, I love him so much. Okay, a couple more tips. Dental cleanings, as far as I'm aware, are not covered by any insurance company as they are so very costly. So the most economical and compassionate thing to do is to brush your pet's teeth every day. If they tolerate it, ideally you get them used to it as a puppy or kitten. And don't buy wellness plans through an insurance company. Wellness is a very predictable expense that in theory you can figure out exactly what it will cost over the course of a year and budget for. Getting We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a new candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. It would be so much easier if I was looking for someone to help me with sweetening audio or let's say someone to run my merch shop or all the little things that go into running a podcast. Usually something like that would be so slow and overwhelming. And honestly, I wish I had used Indeed and I will use Indeed in the future. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. You guys know that I have had allergies for forever. I've had seasonal allergies since I was a kid. It causes pressure in my face, under my eyes. They're my ultimate handbrake. When my nose is plugged up, I feel like I can't do anything. I can't enjoy food because I can't taste it. I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even host the show because my voice sounds like a duck. And listen... I am already dealing with vocal strain from testosterone and my voice dropping. I don't need any more problems with allergies. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for allergies like probably for the last 10 years or something, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go outside without my eyes watering like a fountain. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped in my throat. I get really embarrassed when I'm sneezing all the time. I have like an itchy nose or throat, like ugh, like just the, the itchiness in the back of your sinuses is like so distracting and so annoying. And I get like pressure in my ears too. It's really painful. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You can cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Everything is more expensive these days when you're running a business, and you would be wise to find proven ways to cut costs and boost performance at the same time. The fact that you are able to reduce your IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud is incredible. And the ability to access your cloud financial system from anywhere saves you so much time and stress. 
By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. This through an insurance company only adds an overhead to this due to the cost of the company administering your policy. For example, let's say your pet's wellness expenses would total $500 a year. If you can figure out this amount, the insurance company can too, and they would charge you $500 plus enough to cover their costs, plus profit margin and premiums, so you lose out overall. Some vets offer wellness policies directly through their clinics, and these can be a better deal potentially, as they are essentially a discount the vet is giving you for paying in advance. A final word on veterinarians. When I moved to the States, I was kind of shocked to find out how much hate and poor treatment they get here. The vast majority of vets are not trying to scam you. They genuinely love animals and want to save as many as they can. Yes, veterinary treatments are expensive, but if anything, most vets are undercharging because they don't want people to forego care for their pets due to money. How do we know this? Because the salaries of veterinarians and their clinic staff are so low compared to those working in human medicine. A lot of them are barely making ends meet. So please, please, please be kind to your veterinarians. Sorry this email was so long. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings on pet insurance and pet care. Thank you for making this awesome podcast and allowing us to have a platform to discuss the financial issues that matter to us, Emma, she, her. Can I tell you a fear? What? I'm worried that when we did the bit where you're like, Mal hates vets, I'm worried (laughs) someone's going to think I really hate vets. No one thinks that. Hey. No one thinks that. Okay. Except. Because I don't. Because I don't. Except. What? To Mal. To Mal, hater of tech jobs everywhere. Okay, I didn't say I hate tech jobs. Well, here it is. Just kidding. I know you don't hate tech jobs, (sighs) I think, question mark. Thank God. Thank you. But have you considered that tech jobs are not overpaid, but that other Mm -hmm. jobs are underpaid? Yes. This is definitely true of most teachers, childcare workers, not owners, and so on. Also, careful there. It is dangerously close to saying that the amount of money someone gets should be equivalent to the amount of work they do. That is crazy because we all know crazy rich people that just show up. This world is not a meritocracy. Yes, and a lot of them are tech people. Those are the crazy rich people who just show up and uh, turn San Francisco into an unlivable city. How am I wrong? I honestly don't like the idea of people choosing which job deserves better or worse pay, which is where we currently are. We are all people and we all deserve to live a comfortable life without constant financial struggles, regardless of what jobs we do or don't. Because there are people who are disabled, which a lot of people forget or ignore when talking big picture. What I would like is for everyone to be paid what tech jobs get paid. Now, how do we do that? I have no idea. Universal basic income for sure. But that seems so difficult with current politics. I loved that episode, by the way. These are my thoughts. Thank you for the show, Gabby. And sometimes Mal. Y'all are great. Monty, she they. All right. Thank you, Monty. I do agree. I'm, I'm being, listen, I include us in this because the same thing in Hollywood, as our friend Brittany said one time, like you're one meeting away from making more money than like anybody ever should. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, yeah, it's not necessarily that I think people are overpaid, but like, yeah, it's a lot of people are underpaid. I will say like part of me thinks like, yeah, you should get paid more if the company is profiting more. So like, yeah, somebody who works for Google should get paid more than like, you know. I don't know, because Dave Ramsey said some similar stuff in his book where he was like, well, of course, the owner of the restaurant gets paid more than the bus boy. Well, so no, not so I don't think I, I mean, based on company, I'm like, yeah, I understand why somebody who works for Apple should like make more money because Apple makes more profits. Right. Right. Um, the problem is that it's not usually transferred onto the worker. 
you know? And it's not that I'm valuing certain jobs differently, but like, not to be like, we live in a society, but like these jobs are, these jobs are undervalued. And like, so Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I do think like when you look at a city, for example, like San Francisco, and I'm only using that, um, because it's been overrun as an example of like a city that like the tech huge wealth disparity. Well, the tech industry ruined it. Like it it, it literally, um, like teachers cannot afford to live Mm -hmm. in San Francisco Mm -hmm. anymore Mm -hmm. because of what happened with like Mm -hmm. tech coming in and like buying everything up. And, you know, like, so yeah, like, I I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know how to fix it either, but it's hard not to look at that and be like, yeah, that sucks. Does this teacher deserve to make like not a livable wage so they can't live in the city that they're teaching while like this right. like face- Facebook developer makes a million dollars. Like, yeah. and I agree with you. It's that the teacher should make more, Yeah, you know, but it's in the meanwhile, while the teacher isn't making more, like I'm like, mm. it's a little bit of a disparity there that I'm like, mm, is that really? I know there's no, and look, you're both right. And deserve, you're both wrong. Deserve it. You know, well, I'm saying I'm saying both sides. So yeah, yeah, it's both. I I know, and I can see both sides. Unless there's a third side, I'm forgetting. Right in, someone will. No money, no money for anyone. Whoa, Star Trek. Star Trek. It's a it's a Star Trek. It's a Star. And Trek. I have to say, I am firmly, firmly pro the tech jobs on Star Trek. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Listen, O'Brien's an engineer and they do so much shit to him. <laughs> anyway, really that's just time. me and Mal wanting to slowly transition into our Deep Space Nine podcast. Um, that doesn't exist. Okay. I, I wouldn't want to go to the Deep Space Nine world. Cause it's kind of bleak. Yeah, they're like at war and stuff. Like I would probably want to go to like the TNG world. Like I get it. That seems better. Okay. This is an email about student loan forgiveness. Hi, Gabby and Mal. Long-time listener, first time writing in. I was listening to the mailbag app and had a few comments I wanted to respond to. For the person who shared that they and their partner paid off their loans during the pandemic but are still happy others got forgiveness, I read via Elevest that folks in that situation could be eligible to apply for a refund, so I would encourage them to look into that. For the person who said that paying off your loans will improve your credit, if the debt is completely paid off and the account gets closed, it will actually negatively impact your credit score, only (laughs) temporarily, because it will reduce your overall credit history. Hope this is actually helpful info and not too well actually. Love the show. Thanks. X, Selome. She, her. Ooh, Selome. That's cute. Okay. Pay off your debt, but don't pay it off too fast. Don't pay it off all at once. Because you might get a cute little ding on your credit score. It's only temporary. But yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, here's a fun one. This is from Jen. Mm. Hi, Gabby. I'd love to see your show tackle, in some respect, the cost of non-normative sexual practices. I'm thinking of... Yeah. I'm thinking of how expensive the various subcultures and fetishes can be. Furries, swingers, kinksters, etc. Oh my God, fursuits are so expensive. Okay, anyway. Joining clubs, attending conventions or parties, buying costumes or gear can all be really expensive. As an example, I am both kinky and a swinger. I go to kink conventions locally twice a year, which cost $100 per person to attend, $260 for the hotel, $30 to park, plus the cost of food, time off of work, pet sitting, etc. And that doesn't include anything I might need to support the attending vendors or just because a piece of equipment or gear is really cool. I don't have to fly to attend these conventions, but that would certainly cost a lot too. With swinging, I used to attend a paid party where tickets were between $40 to $80. 
I no longer attend, but my understanding is that the ticket price has increased and there's now a monthly membership to attend those same parties. And those parties are on the low end of costs. Many clubs have memberships in addition to ticket costs. There are also resorts and cruises one can attend. And while I never have, I imagine the potential cost is unlimited. Since COVID is still a thing in this world, my partners and I are not comfortable attending paid events. So we threw our own play party recently. In addition to time off work to set up our space, we spent money on the usual party supplies, cups, silverware, drinks, and food. We also had to buy lube, condoms, red light bulbs, wet wipes, cleaning supplies. FSA money covers condoms, which decreased our total spent, but that wasn't the largest expense. In the end, we Wait. spent something like $500 and 100 hours of planning, setup, cleaning, teardown, etc. to easily host about 20 people. What were you going to say? I, you could get your condoms paid for? Yeah, I guess so by a flexible spending account, looks like. Wow, cool. Further, while most people can understand non-normative sexual practices as a spice to sex, it's very easy to ignore how vital these practices are for some people. I know swinging can seem like a cheesy relic of the 70s, but it's also vital to my relationships. In addition to the cost for individuals, the huge cost to attend conferences can cause issues in the community. For instance, in kink, very few people can make a living off teaching. Many groups that host events are nonprofits, so the events or conventions are run by volunteers. People brought in to teach classes, which are vital to keeping those kinksters safe when they engage in play that can literally maim them, can maybe get their flight or hotel or convention entry fee covered, but other forms of payment are rarely available. This does keep costs down for entry, which allows more marginalized people to attend, but means that those willing and able to teach skills for free or at a loss are one, privileged, or two, getting something else for their time. In some cases, that's genuinely a desire to teach in their community or increase safety, but it also creates the opportunity for opportunistic people to increase their visibility and secure play partners. If new people believe all teachers are skilled, they may forego vetting at their own peril. It definitely creates a hierarchy in the community, regardless of the actual skill level of those teachers. I'm not aware of any podcasts that have covered the financial aspects of non-normative sexual practices. Hmm. And while I know that these communities have discussed the downsides of the underpaid teachers and volunteers, I don't usually see them discussing the financial aspect. I'd love if you could tackle this in a future episode. Love the pod. I've been following you and Allison since your BuzzFeed days, Jen. And then she, she blurred out BuzzFeed, which is very funny. <laughs> that was an incredible email. Yeah. Thank you so much for that email. I will absolutely look into that. Um, and I love that this is one thing I love about this show is like the new perspectives and like the the different types of people that write in that like come from these like very specific communities and like want to to talk about this stuff in a way that like is so different from generic money advice. Like I'm so I'm always so excited by that. We could do a whole episode just about how expensive it is to be a furry. Honestly, that could take up a whole episode. Totally. Yeah, was this for a unique perspective? What? One time in Brooklyn. I went to a, a play party where there was a flogging workshop and I watched um, somebody in an NPR morning edition shirt um, give a flogging workshop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> flogging. I went to- Didn't dress up for it. Just the morning edition shirt flogging. That seems right in Brooklyn. I went to- <laughs> Seems wrong to, go, to me. <clears throat> but like so wrong it's right. No, I- more just like, <laughs> more just like, all right. Well, I guess you went, you know, comfortable with it. Why put on airs at the flogging workshop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ones I went to when I was a woman, you could get into a lot of those as a lady for free. Yeah. We went to different types of, I, know. I only, I only went to queer ones. So I went yeah. to like, which is funny. Cause there was, there was one party. There was one uh, space where that was under a grocery store. I won't say where, uh, but they had a queer Two queer parties there at the same space. So one was like yeah. a queer, 
queer geared towards queer women and one was geared towards queer men and then they were like but trans people can go to either (laughs) they were like we don't know what to do with trans people so y'all can just like come to either ones like (laughs) no matter what how you identify or whatever so i would go to those but you went to sort of like more straight person right straight person or like queer women sort of with each other. Speaking of, here's a, a five-star review from Loquita08 that just says, Kiwis, Kiwis are the subject line. And then the review says, are in New Zealand, not Australia. I tried to tell you. But but they gave me five stars, so what do I care? What? Yeah, that's great. Okay, this You just is wanted another... to do your Aussie, Aussie, Aussie thing. I understand that Kiwis are in New Zealand. <laughs> I just like saying Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Right. Oh, maybe because I was doing Down Under Mal. Yeah. Down no, Under I know. Mal. But yeah, because I can't do I can't do a New Zealand accent. That's why. I love I that accent. If you have that accent, call down in. Under, under Mal. I guess with okay, so New Zealand's a more like it, it's a little it's more like a little in your nose, right? It's like uh, good and you make me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, if you have a New Zealand accent, call in because I want to hear it. What do you want them to say? Whatever they want. Okay. This is a five-star Apple review from Jason176. And Jason just wrote, big fan. And then the review says, love the show, little smiley face. That's nice. Just like not the grinning, just the like, mm, you know what I mean? They love the show. What does 17.6 mean? I don't know. Maybe they're a big fan of Thomas Jefferson. 1776. Remember that movie and it's a musical and Mr. Feeney plays Tommy Jefferson? Tom, why did I call him Tommy Jefferson? Like I know him. Are you guys like on that? Because I said Mr. Feeney and then I and then I said Thomas Jefferson. But Mr. Feeney plays Thomas Jefferson. They made us watch that movie like every year in school. Anyway. Oh, is that when uh, New York courteously abstains? Or yes. <laughs> Why did we all? America's so wild. Because anyway, we're okay. raised on propaganda. Like it's horrible. The same. The this. same propaganda. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we got four new patrons I'm very excited to announce. We have Maggie, Huxley, Cade, and Steph. Thank you so much for being patrons. Uh, You can be a patron at patreon.com slash Gabby Dunn. My Instagram is at Gabby Road. That's what just tripped me up just now. You can write in at GabbyIsBadWithMoney at gmail.com or you can call in at 844-474-4040. You can also leave me a voice memo if you prefer. You know, sometimes people are phone shy and I get it. Uh, We are on Instagram, Discord, TikTok, and Patreon. All the links will be in the description below. Please listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts and spread the word. Also, leave a five-star Apple review. And you can also leave a five-star Spotify review, by the way. Um, Mm. And uh, all the links to follow me and Mal will be in the description, too. Mal, what say you? I'm Mal Blum on everything on the internet, M-A-L-B-L-U-M. Go listen to my music if you want. Um, As far as comments on this episode... I'd like to apologize to the tech industry. (laughs) And other than that, I uh, courteously uh, abstain. (laughs) Bye! Done. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.